Hi everyone, welcome back to Block Shots. This is episode 101. Yes, we have completed 100 episodes. That is why you must have heard the new music in the podcast. And from this episode, I'm also thinking of changing the format a little bit. So the first thing that I'm trying to do is not limit myself to this five-minute deadline because I've realized in the past that I have kind of not done full justice to some of the complex concepts where I could have spent a little bit more time. Hence, I'm not restricting myself to five minutes anymore, but I will try to keep it as crisp and clear as possible. All right, so let's get started. In this episode, we are going to talk about concept of block space. Now, just a few days ago, someone asked me the difference between blockchain and block space. They were kind of confused, like, you know, the world is moving towards block space and they are leaving behind blockchain. And there is a lot of confusion around this. So block space is actually just an abstract concept. It is all about the capacity to fit transactions in a block. So block space and blockchain are not two different concepts or they're not, you know, like replaceable or interchangeable or something like that. Actually, the block space is the product of a blockchain to put in very simple terms. Let me let me double click on that a bit. Block gas limit and block time. These are the two properties of a block that define the scalability of a blockchain. If you have a lot of block gas limit, then you will have a lot of transactions in the block, but the block time will increase because you will have you will take more time to propagate that block. I have explained all of this in episode 44 of the podcast. I'm sharing the link in the description of this episode. I highly encourage you to check that out. Now, coming back to block space. Block space is actually a higher level concept that refers to the overall capacity of the blockchain to process transactions and data per block. Now, this block space, it exists in a block for as long as the block time. Once the block has been finalized or once the block has been committed, then the block space of the next block becomes relevant. So this is kind of an ephemeral, you know, like in terms of what is the lifeline or lifetime of a block space. When we evaluate blockchains, looking from the block space perspective becomes very interesting and can be very useful as well. Now, let's talk about some of the qualities of a block space. So if the block space is secure, that means the blockchain has a strong security and decentralization guarantees and there are less chances for hacks or exploits or something like that. So secure block space is very important. The second thing is if the block space is highly available, that means there is more blocks, block space per block, which means there is more capacity to handle transactions per block, which means more throughput. So highly scalable blockchains have more block space available. Now, these are some of the properties when people look at when they are trying to evaluate a blockchain by looking at their block space. All right. So that was in very brief, what is block space, where it comes from, how it relates to blockchains, and what are the properties of the block space. In the show notes, I'm also leaving the link to a very interesting article or a blog post, which is actually an interview where block space is explained in a again, very nice fashion. I encourage you to check that out if you have the time to read that. I hope you found this insightful. Stay tuned for the next episodes and I'll see you in the new one. Ciao.